everyone. Welcome to Taz Talk, the show where we talk about the Adventure Zone podcast. Today we're talking about episode 30 of Amnesty. We are in the final leg of this adventure. Um, we start off with Arlo Thacker, professional outdoorsman. Can I just say I love the name Arlo? Me too. I like <laughs> it a lot. It's such an uncommon name, um, but yeah. I, I love it a lot. I thought it was cute that he... Like, Juno Divine kind of yes. ended up in his backstory. Yeah, I love that. Um, between Juno and Pigeon, they're the two kind of, like, side characters we were first introduced with. Yeah. We were, we were saying how we wanted to see more um, Pigeon, and mm-hmm. then that didn't turn out so well. <laughs> so. Yeah, in retrospect, it's like, for Pigeon's sake, I wish we hadn't seen any more Pigeon. <laughs> um, or if we could just get, like... Like a little blurb of say, her saying, um, she's doing okay. Uh, <laughs> something. <laughs> something. Honestly. Um, but if we could get Juno, like if Juno could just have a little bit in, in like this last arc, that would be cool. Especially because that was such like, for a character that, I'm trying to remember how much we've seen of Juno. I guess we've, we've seen her a lot, but like even that little scene with her and uh, Thacker, that was a lot of character development for her. That said a lot about her that is. childhood. Yeah, we actually, and so this is now a Juno Divine podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but we've seen her quite a bit in a lot of Duck's backstories. Like, yeah, she that's even, true, she actually. She even hung out with Duck when he would um, play field hockey in the Woolworths. Like, is, <laughs> that's right, I forgot about yeah. that. Um, like, when I was hearing that scene, I was like, is Duck also on this field trip? Like, was Duck one of the bullies? Like, Holy shit. <laughs> I don't know. That would be fun. A fun detail. I'm going to imagine that he was one of the other kids, but not one of the bullies. Yeah, probably. Well, it's always possible. Hopefully not. Hopefully he's a good, <laughs> good boy. Um, but yeah, no, um, I think it's super exciting that Thacker gets more depth, um, that he has a personality now, um, and that... He was, what was the word that they used to rid him of the quell? Uh, rejuvenated? I guess, yeah, that seems like a good word. I think yeah. my primary impression from these early Thacker scenes is just like, Clint, good luck turning Thacker into a fully realized character in like four to six episodes. That's a pretty tall order, I kind of think. So is, I, yeah. I'm, interesting, I'm interested to see how much personality how distinct Thacker's personality ends up being. Yeah. You know, even though we only got, like, maybe 15 or 20 minutes dedicated to him at, in this episode, yeah, um, we, we kind of gathered quite a bit. Like, I, I, I feel true. like it's not a fully realized character, but it is a really developed one already um, in that, you know, like, he isn't really a people person. Um, he is more of a, like... He, like, when he was talking with Mama when he was about to leave yeah. to go into Sylvain... Where he was like he he took up a, he took this burden up upon himself, um, and also like he he's also not one to like depend on others is another yeah. thing too. So even though we got to see a little bit of him, and even though his time is very limited, especially compared to everybody else, um, I think we have a whole lot to go on with just yeah what we've got so far. I really, I thought that scene between him and Mama when they were about to leave was really interesting because. Griffin saying, like, as Mama, hey, you're my best friend. It could have, I don't know, it feels like it, it might have been him trying to, like, shortcut establish their relationship and their yeah. backstory. But then Clint's reaction as Thacker, like, yeah. wow, <laughs> I thought that was a really interesting, like, way to respond and a direction to take it in. Because it, like, immediately 
paints these two people as like very lonely yeah. people. Like yeah. it reminded me I was just I was just watching some episodes of Parks and Rec and I was watching the one where they go to the woodworking convention. Oh yeah. For Ron Ron's like getting an award and there's one scene where I'm sorry, everyone who's never seen Parks and Rec, this might not mean much to you. But New there's episode, a episode, we have a spoiler for something different in every episode. <laughs> there's a scene where Leslie says, like, you know, Ron, we're friends. And he goes, we're not friends. Oh, but yeah. they are, like, you know, they're friends as much as he has friends. And they established that after a couple more sentences. And that's really what that reminded me of. Like, if yeah. Mama considers Thacker her best friend and Thacker responds that way, yeah. like, Mama seems like pretty like a loner you know that's really i thought that was really interesting yeah you know uh when she said like if if you don't come back i'm gonna go in there and get you and she did but it took her six years to to go and do that unless maybe do you think she's she's well barclay has mentioned before that sometimes she'll just disappear for a while yeah i think that was probably where she was disappearing yeah. to even like during our tenure as the listening audience of the pine guard there was a I forget which arc it was specifically, but, like, the whole time we were going, where the fuck is Mama? That's where she was, (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and then she came back. So in the time that we've been observing, um, you know, like, this part of their lives, Mama disappeared once. And then when she came back, she came back with Thacker. Yeah. But but part of of it was um, Barclay was saying, yeah, this isn't the first time, but this is certainly one of the longest times. Mm. Um, And so... Like, if their their plan right now is to go in... Okay, we have so much to talk about. I know. With the quell. <laughs> um, and this, I think, is a pretty interesting transition. So their plan right now... I appreciated that Duck got the chance to, like, summarize where we're at right now. Uh-huh. Because yeah. hearing a non-Griffin character explain it... Yes. It helped me understand it a little bit better. Um, because I think I understand what's going on. Even in my notes, I have, like, question marks... Yeah. Of, of things that are, like... Did I understand that correctly? Is this what we know now? Like kind of a thing. So, yeah. where do we want to start? Because we have we have a lot to to. I guess with dish. the with I I'd like to talk about the stuff that we learned about the Quell from Thacker's backstory. But before we get any farther away from the opening scene, I just want to say that his pretzel peanut butter chip oh and my god his gore- pepperoni. Gore- Sounded so good. I don't know if that makes me a horrible gremlin, but I was like, wow, I want to try making that. It does sound really good. It just sounds like so much um, like salt and sweet. Like That's yep. always going to be really tasty. You know? I'm going to make it, and I'm going to call it Arlo Gorp. That's amazing. Please. <laughs> um. So, yeah, let's talk about the quell. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, in, go for it. In previous episodes, we've been we've tried to analyze what exactly the quell is, and I think yeah. we were pretty much... On the noise, on the noise. Yeah, um, it kind of seems like it. When we were saying that it's kind of like the immune system for the planet. Yeah. Well, I think it, there's an interesting thing where, you know, how in 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 the world, in the real world, there are mythological explanations for real world phenomena yes. because ancient people didn't know how to explain them other than by personifying them. Yes. There, so it's really interesting that there's kind of two ways to conceive of the quell. There's our kind of more biological way of thinking about it, where it's like, oh, it's the immune system of the planet. And, like, I think, yeah, I don't think that's been, like, debunked or anything. I think that description still fits. But then there's also, from Thacker's memories of being, like, inside the quell, the 
the Quells sort of it's its own narrative as an entity as like loving Sylvain yeah. and having like this kind of respect for her creations and then like being this force yeah. that's like I don't know yeah it was it's interesting because it's like there's both the biological perspective on the Quell and Sylvain and the mythological perspective on their relationship and I think that contrast is really neat it is super neat um I I was just thinking that if if Sylvain like the whole point of Sylvain is to flourish life and if the Quell is like the balance mm-hmm. via genocide kind of that's kind of trippy to think about um but it I thought that the description of like Sylvain wanting to protect or or of the Quell wanting to protect Sylvain by like purging her creations to make way for something new like, yeah that is so like that's so cool. <laughs> it's really cool. It's really cool. It's a very anime. Um, <laughs> it's a very anime plot line. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does have that feeling of just like, yeah, kind of like a crazy, like crazy world building, which is kind of what I love about Griffin's storytelling style and about Amnesty and about Balance Arc is just like some of the lore that he comes up with is just like crazy it's like not really like there's some basis for things in here but it's mostly just like wow that is a wild world building thing that you've done there griffin did we establish if this um if this rpg like scratches your itch for your space opera your space opera fantasy or is it not no. enough space yeah because i they haven't gone to space and yeah. like even though i do consider this piece of fiction to be like pretty deep in the science fantasy category. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I love science fantasy, but I still want that, like, hard sci-fi, like, going on spaceships out into space and meeting aliens. Like, we've kind of established this, but the, because there's still this fantasy element to this story, the sylphs, they're technically aliens, but they don't feel like aliens. Yeah. So, it hasn't quite scratched that itch, although I'm still really enjoying it for what it is. Yeah. Well, according to their plan, they're about to go into Sylvain. Yes. To go find the Quell. I think this is something that we've complained about before on the podcast, that they haven't really been in Sylvain enough to satisfy our curiosity. So Mm -hmm. I think I'm very excited about them finally going to get in there and do some, you know, whatever. Now now is the time. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to find when they get back there, because the last time we were in Sylvain, Aubrey was there and she fed off some of her life force to the crystal and was talking with Vincent and then left Sylvain kind of like, well, she quelled the storm before she left. Yeah. Which is interesting. We we still aren't entirely sure what her relationship is to the crystal or to Sylvain or anything I'm starting to really, I'm like, I know this is kind of a crazy theory, but I think we started to develop this in the last couple episodes. Like, I think, I think Aubrey, like, Sylvain is, like, in Aubrey, or Aubrey, I don't know. I'm th- kind of thinking, like, a Sailor Moon situation where, like, Usagi is kind of, like, the reincarnation of Serenity. Mm. Like, I don't know. I'm <laughs> Maybe that's not exactly a good comparison, but something about, like, Sylvain confirmed. Sylvain wasn't, like, destroyed during when the crystal was shattered so much as she disappeared to Earth. Yeah, she fled. Or was taken, and that's why the Quell is like, I'm gonna hunt down whoever took Sylvain. Yeah, which, um, another thing I was thinking of, too, is if the Quell, did we, I don't know that they've actually said this, but this is my assumption, just from yeah. listening to all of this, is that the Quell 
is creating abominations and sending them to Earth to purge something. It's it's weird. I don't know if we know the relationship. I'm still not sure about the relationship between the Quell and the abominations. It yeah. does kind of seem... I don't know. Because, like, the Quell... In, in the Thacker backstory scene, Griffin was... Like, Griffin's narration was saying that the Quell was going to wipe out life on Sylvain. And then... Once that was done, it was going to go to Earth and start getting them. Yes. And I can't, I can't figure out. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't, I still don't know how they're related, if they're the same thing or if there's some like, it's like a kitchen sink situation and they're like <laughs> entirely separate and everything's happening at once. Yeah. I think, yeah. It's, we don't know enough yet, but it's, yeah. Yeah. Cause part of it too is like, there's so many things about the abominations that I'm waiting to have answered, like mm-hmm. how, they used to be like clockwork, like they would always be there and it would always be kind of predictable and Yeah. And then all of a sudden suddenly they got like really riled up and they were getting more crazy recently, like what changed? So maybe it is because of Aubrey and Aubrey's proximity to the crystal or you know, yeah, something I don't know. like she is new to Kepler, so it's weird because when Thack- Thacker was lost on in Sylvain for like six years mm-hmm. and he was in the quell. Mm-hmm. Like, it, he was like, it, the storm was everywhere outside the city, and he was encountering feral sylphs, and he was like in the quell, but it sounds like he never, he was trying to figure out what the abominations are, but in all those six years, he never encountered anything that was like an abomination, or that, that kind of gave him any more information about the, what the abominations were, or where they were coming from. So that fact kind of makes me feel like they're, they're not the same thing, that the quell and the abominations aren't. Well, related necessarily he didn't even mention abominations though yeah but i mean i think if he'd found anything that seemed like related he would have that's it's like the it's what we didn't hear from that backstory which i kind of feel like is important here yeah yeah but hmm. i'm trying to think of the phrasing that they used to describe his adventures and his wanderings and i think it was really just the things that he was finding we're talking about the quell like i don't even think they said the word abominations yeah which is kind of weird because his whole his whole thing was he was going to go in there to find out what the abominations were. So yeah. to only find information about the quell and then to not well maybe it's because they didn't see the like what you were saying is like he was reading these things and he was finding information but their word for what we call it isn't the same word like how Danny is a mm. vampire but it's not what we think of as a vampire. Yeah. So yeah, maybe they just haven't vocalized the connection yet, but I think it wouldn't be too far-fetched for us, just narratively speaking, to think that the abomination and the quell, the abominations and the quell are, like, similar or related. Yeah. When Thacker got pulled out of the storm by a giant furry paw, mm-hmm. do you think that was... So, so what's interesting is this does seem to be happening underground. It's like a hollow earth kind of situation. And mm-hmm. I remember a couple episodes ago, you talked about Aubrey going underground to meet the Sylvain person. And I made fun of you for saying that. I take <laughs> it back. I'm sorry I made fun of you because I think it's kind of less metaphorical than I thought it was. Like the the quell literally seeped up out of fissures in mm-hmm. the, the, in Sylvain, the yeah. planet. Yeah. Um. So it, and then like, 
It goes along with the whole, like, why Janelle would be like, oh, we have to rip open this mountain to find Sylvain. Yep, that tracks. Yeah, maybe, yeah. (laughs) Well, so here's what's interesting. So maybe what was Janelle looking for Earth's version of Sylvain? Something like that. And I, that's the kind of other thing I, I wish that they had talked more about. Yeah. Because they talked about what she was doing, but they didn't really talk about why she was doing it or what yeah. she was hoping to give. Yeah, from there it. wasn't a lot of... She didn't give a lot of details. Yeah. That, that part was a little vague. Despite all of the exposition that accompanied that scene, Yeah, it still didn't really flesh out or answer the questions that we actually had for it. Yeah. Anyway, Heathcliff is also, like, underground. Yeah. That's where they go to meet him. So I'm assuming the paw... The giant paw that rescued Thacker from the storm was Heathcliff? Oh. Or maybe there's other giant cats living underground, which is kind of creepy to think yeah. about. I, I don't know why my thought process was like, well, Mama brought him back. Maybe it's just Mama, and maybe Mama, like, has a secret, and her secret is... Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> my money is still on Heathcliff, but I hadn't considered that at all, and that's a very interesting idea. Yeah, it would be more fun if it's Heathcliff, because we haven't seen enough of him. Yeah. Um, but we, I don't know, we've, we've never seen... You know, isn't it kind of weird that there was a, Heathcliff was a whole thing, but that Mama didn't really, like, acknowledge or speak of... Like, for all of the, for all of the Pine Guard has to do with Sylvain... Yeah. So many things are just, they, they don't talk about each other or have any connection with each other. Yeah. Which I know we're still talking about the Quell, but oh my God, their new sitcom series. <laughs> oh my God, so good. Finally, all these so characters adorable. finally meet. I know, I knew you were going to love that. I love that when like Aubrey was yelling from the other room oh my about, God. oh my God, so fucking cute. And then Leo joins in. Amazing. It's oh, like, I, I want, so much. like, and then after that happened, um, Justin was making a joke about like no more games, no more adventure. It's just the podcast is just this now, and I'm like, I agree with you. Please, <laughs> I want more of the sitcom going on here. It's so fun. I would love that a lot, I, and I think this kind of talks about or it touches on. We've talked about this before, but how the mood of this um, arc is just so different yeah. from balance, and part of it is just because it's more like quote unquote like realistic like it there's a little bit less goofiness but this yeah. episode has so many goofs in it and i was so, so happy good. oh it was so nice like the reels um humidifier no bait and switch yeah it was, yeah it was bait and switch because he's also <laughs> the mayor but he's the real of indiana <laughs> i love Fucking that adorable. so much um I want to go back. I don't want to leave the quell yet. Okay. Or I, I, I want to come back to it because I have some more things to say. I want to talk about the idea of Earth. If Earth, if all planets are alive like Sylvain is, then Earth must have its own, like, alive entity inside of it. That might have been what Janelle was tapping into. Yes. Does Earth also have its own version of the quell? Oh, maybe. So here's what I'm thinking about. The quell turns Sylph's feral. Humans also become, like, enraged when they go to Sylvain, unless they're wearing a piece of Sylvan clothing. This weirdly reminds me of, like, viruses infecting cells in your body, and Mm. then, like, the virus is disguised in that cell, so your immune system doesn't know to attack it. Yeah, actually, that would make a lot of sense. So, I wonder, and so this is where, I don't know, like... This might break down a little bit here, but then sylphs come to Earth, they go feral unless they keep drinking the the the, the Sylvain juice. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they would go feral on Earth because 
of some force similar to the quell. I'm not sure. There's because like it's the the if we can describe what happens to humans in Sylvain as going feral, then the like response or like the the feralness prevention is different between the two planets. It's on Sylvain, it's wear a piece of Sylvan clothing, and then on Earth, it's continue to drink from the the life of Sylvain or something. Yeah. So it doesn't track exactly, but I do wonder like what is the similarity? Why do why do people from each planet go crazy when they go to the other person's planet? Yeah. So I've been thinking about that a lot and I don't know I don't know what to make of it. I mm, I don't really know either because I didn't consider <laughs> it until just this moment. Um hmm. Yeah, I've been tr- I've been trying to put my quell theory together, and I think there's quell kind of some theory. holes in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, and I just yeah, like the immune response thing just tracks so much for me because it's like just like if we set aside any idea of Earth having its own version of the quell, the quell on yeah. Sylvain, it's like non non self entities come in to the planet, and the quell maybe turns them like maybe attacks them, and that's why humans go feral. Yeah, but then because like the the planet was damaged so bad, then maybe it's now attacking its own, it's like attacking its own cells. And that's why, like, the sylphs are now falling victim to that same force. I don't know. Again, this is all, like, speculation. Okay, wait. So that actually does kind of make sense. Um, Because, like, and I feel like this is the plot of a movie where there is, like, something or some kind of substance or I think this might be the Kingsman movie, like the first Kingsman movie. I never saw them. <laughs> oh, spoiler! Um, it's okay. I don't think I'm going to see. Oh, that. it's a really good. It just kind of like um, Fast and the Furious, where it's. Uh, but but I think also you know very how different. I feel about Fast and the Furious, Chelsea. That's not a good sell for me. Where <laughs> it's kind of like you can kind of tell that they're trying to cater to more like of a masculine sort of thing. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, it's just genuinely really funny and really sure, yeah. good action sequences. But the bad guy was, a, like, um, trying to release, like, a virus that would induce frenzy into people. And oh. so by, like, it, the ultimate goal was to reduce the population so that there would be less uh... um, competition for resources. Kind of like Thanos. Um, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, it created, or, like, it, it the way that it, um, via like, vehiculized, I don't know what the word is, but the way that it distributed the vaccine yeah. or the the virus that would make people frenzy to kill each other is through a vaccine that would, like, cure the world of, you know, of illness or whatever. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. So it was, like, um, a whole... It was a whole thing where it was, like, a worldwide campaign to inject viruses into people via a vaccine. And that kind of it gives me this sort of a vibe where... If the Quell's goal is to eradicate the things that are hurting or that it identifies as hurting Sylvain, yeah, then the way it does that is by inducing frenzies so that these creatures are killing each other or something. Yeah, it is weird that that's the method by which, because like we have heard from Griffin, like narrating Thacker's backstory, that for sure the Quell, and we've heard this from the Quell inside Thacker too, trying to explain itself. Yes. That, like, the quell is trying to kill the the life on the planet Sylvain. But it's weird, like, it's weird, it's an indirect method, you know? It's not like just the storm is floating around and making people choke to death. It's turning them crazy, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a it's kind of like a indirect way to do that business. 
but I don't know. Like maybe that's just how it rolls. And yeah, yeah, that's just how it is. I love. I I just like. I keep coming back to this idea of like us comparing the quell to an immune response, but there also being this like life and like sentience yeah. to the quell and kind of this like mythology behind it, almost like the planetary lore. Because I've been thinking a lot about how human beings have this sense of self, but in a way you can think of it as like an illusion. Like we, our brain is so fragmented. There's all these different pieces working together that you're not always aware of. And even your whole body is made up of like billions, maybe not billions. How many cells are in a human body? Uh, a lot. A lot. Like a couple like, hundred million maybe, but not maybe billions. Maybe not billions, but yeah. like there, it's a weird thinking about like, what if inside your own body, your immune system is conscious in some way and is yeah. like thinking about your body and its relationship to you. Like, so the body actually does have, it doesn't have necessarily a consciousness that we know of, osmosis drones. Um, <laughs> but they're, <laughs> but they're, they're like the body does communicate with itself so that it can, you know, maintain a regular heartbeat or regular uh, temperature, metabolism, like yeah. things like hormones and receptors. And that the body does have like a feedback loop of a way that it regulates its functions. So if, yeah. like, I think. Um, trying to explain what the quell is doing and likening it to the um, immune response of the body, I think, you know, it's not too far a leap. Um, and yeah. I'm sure there's like, uh, that's where a lot of people's heads are going. Uh, Kepler is shut down. No, yeah, no the, ins, no outs. The FBI has it under essentially quarantine, I guess. Yeah. Um, Mama's still in custody, which is upsetting to think about. It is. Yeah. Um, I guess according to Doc, given their new shared dream, um, they're going to go into Sylvain and they're going to vanquish, I guess, the yeah. heart of the quell? Yeah, that's what it seems like. It's not clear. It's weird because, like, the quell, it's not evil. No. So I, I don't get, like... When I, I, I don't think about, like, oh, they're going to get in there and get it. Yeah, it doesn't give me, like, a kind of the same triumphant feeling as, like, Faerun standing up to the hunger. Yeah. For example. Because, like, I feel weirdly, like, sympathetic to the quell and what yeah. it's doing. Or, like, maybe not not even that. Just, like, it's, it's like, a, it feels like a force to me. It's like yeah. being mad at a hurricane. Yeah. That's the interesting thing about amnesty, and that's another thing that makes it so different from balance is yeah. there isn't a super clear antagonist. Um, and if the, even if it is the quill, if the quill really is like the ultimate antagonist, it's not a straight up and down black and white, like, we're going to yeah. go kill you now kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, Although I guess another example might be like if a meteor is heading toward Earth, like in movies where that happens yeah. and they can like send a missile up or whatever to destroy the meteor before it hits us. Like that's something that like that's a natural disaster. So I'm not mad at the meteor, but yeah. we'd stop it if we could. Yeah. Like maybe it's kind of a similar thing. Armageddon is such a great movie. Is that what it is? I was like in my mind going back and forth between is it Armageddon or is it Independence Day? I don't want to say the <laughs> wrong one. So I'm just not going to say anything. Armageddon gave us the McFlurry and for that I will forever be grateful what yeah um uh, so the mcflurry at mcdonald's it came up as a promotional item with no Armageddon. way is that true Holy yeah i'm shit. pretty sure i ate i had so many fucking mcflurries when i was a kid <laughs> thank you armageddon for the beautiful <laughs> gift you gave my childhood <laughs> oh man 
um uh, going going back to um um the quell as a antagonist um i did appreciate that i think it was both thacker and aubrey that were both like i don't think we have to go in there to kill the quill i don't know that that's our only options yeah because we don't know what's going to happen after we do that um yeah i think that you know all of the signs at least suggest going to sylvain and at least confronting the quell um but yeah i don't know that they that's something that they can reason with i don't know that if they just go there you know that that's going to resolve the situation cuz i guess do we to identify what the actual like what is the thing what is the actual problem that they have to find a solution for and that they have to address so that they can you know resolve the conflict like what is the conflict the conflict, well, the, con- the conflict oh go oh, ahead no, you go <laughs> you're ahead. answering your own question okay <laughs> well it was it was kind of a question to everyone is okay. what what is actually the central conflict that they have to resolve by the end of this thing um and, i think the conflict yeah. is that the quell wants to kill all of the sylphs and then yes. however many humans it takes to either wipe them all out or to get sylvain back i'm not sure it definitely wants to kill humans but i don't know how many yes and so from that perspective um duck you know gravitating towards the solution of well let's go in there and kick its butt yeah like that makes sense i think that makes total sense yeah but the thing that i keep getting snagged on is like we still don't really know what the abominations are so if the abominations are some manifestation of the quell then that's fine then like it all works out they're gonna go in there defeat like stop the quell and then like problem solved i assume but if the abominations are some other entity or other organization like that's gonna have to come up too it is and i don't know how it's going to i don't know what's gonna happen it's pretty weird yeah um i think that's hopefully like my number one question going into the next episode is like i want them to kind of bridge or better find out what the relationship is between the abominations and the quell because it might yeah because either either they're operating under the same assumption and they just haven't talked about it yet that the quell is the abomination or it just it hasn't come up yet but well so because i think so, griffin might be holding that back as a secret because it's supposed to be the twist unless yeah. we're supposed to have already put together that the abomination is the quell like the abominations yeah. are part of the quell but it doesn't feel like that's a a conclusion a for sure conclusion yet so i think maybe there's going to be some like big reveal about oh the abominations were this yeah well i i still think that the abominations are going to be you know those frenzied um abnormally uh sil- sylphs like the sylphs that the quell like takes over oh, in a frenzy the, so so like so there's still the that's yeah i think we had that's our old theory yeah that the like, abominations are feral sylphs day one yes except for what about the the shape changer and the rift it open to the bright laboratory room yeah what see, the hell was that's that still the weird why thing. did the big do- light dome kill kill it what happened i'm so i'm like so so curious about that i it feels like aliens unless other maybe that's also the quell it's possible but also like nothing else that we've seen of the quell in our very limited scope of what the quell is uh, nothing would connect what the light cha- the shift shapeshifter thing was and what we know the quell to be like yeah it's not on brand the quell yeah. is a storm that seeped up out of the center of the planet yeah you know so it just like the, the bright lights and stuff 
Yeah, the the Abomination HQ or whatever that was doesn't feel like the Quell. And maybe it'll turn out that it was and we're just like bullshitting here, but I don't know. Seems fishy. Mm, We still have a lot of questions, Griffin. Yep. I, I, I thought when Justin was rolling for his vision... And rolled bad again. Oh my god. Griffin was basically begging him to use a luck point so he didn't have to, like, kill everyone, I yes. feel like. He didn't want, like, please don't make me do a bad ending. Please For do real? something. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, he wanted to, you know, stay true to whatever the role was. Yeah. But I, I still, um, I just, I appreciated that Justin yeah. used a luck point. Because, you know, it, it is going to be the last time that they do it. And you might yeah, as well make it a they, good yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Another okay. So here's another thing that's interesting. I found actually the exact words that were used about what Janelle and Aubrey did to Thacker in my notes. Oh, good. They purged Thacker of the Quell's influence, is what they said. Yes. Um. So <clears throat> I was wondering in the last episode, like, where did the where did whatever was in Thacker go? And yeah. it seems like it from that. It seems like it's just been like it's just gone. Exercised from him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But it kind of seemed like. I took a note, oh shit, Thacker's still connected to the Quell, but I don't remember why I wrote that. And I think it's because he was saying, like, I can go out there and we can, like... Oh, go find it, because I'm still kind of connected to it or something. Yeah, that's... He said something like that, right? Yeah, he did. So that's... So I guess, like, they they brought him too, but I guess there's still some... Whatever entity, like the Quell, that was in him is still kind of there somehow? I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, also, like, if the question ever came up, hey, so did you ever find out what the cause of the abominations were? Because that's the whole reason why you left, right? Like, yeah. if, if if Aubrey or Duck had ever just asked him of, like, so so in your words, why did you leave? And what did you find out related to the reason why you left? Like, then we would maybe, you know... Um, Have a definitive answer. Yes. Is the abomination the quell or not? Yes. Yeah. Or the abominations. I keep referring to it as one... The abomination organization. I don't know. Like, the, the whole production that's happening yeah. on Earth. And so, and that's kind of the other thing, too, is when, when they were talking about Thacker and framing his whole backstory and everything, yeah. what we know of Thacker is that he went out to go find the abominations and to find out where, where they're coming from and everything. But somehow, for whatever reason, that part of his backstory... And when he was he was rolling to investigate a mystery, yeah, it became about the quell, which I'm kind of like, well, wait a minute. I, now that I'm thinking about it, like his whole point for leaving that we knew of was he was going to address the the abomination. That's a good point. So That's a really good point. Is I think it just it came up, and and I kind of mentioned this a, a while ago too, but it just kind of came up that all of his findings didn't talk about abominations, at yeah. saying that they're an abomination. But it did talk about the quell, and maybe that's the kind of stuff that he knew of. So, really, hmm. I, like, I don't know if it's just a moot point at this point, um, but I want someone to just say the word abominations. I know, yeah, maybe <laughs> it's supposed to be obvious. Maybe, like, we're, the audience is supposed to have picked up, oh, okay, they're connected. Yes. But, like, I don't know, I, it doesn't feel like a given to me. It doesn't to me either. I completely agree. Um, but, you know, you know, last time I was saying, man, I really want these characters to meet. I hope that they do. And then they did. So they maybe, did. maybe, <laughs> this is we our... We got our, we'll just like, we'll start checking stuff off of our wish list. We're yeah. going to have to make like a uh, Amnesty finale bingo or something. Really, we really will be. Um, this, is, <laughs> this is just our magical thinking. We just have to, it's the secret. We just have to will it into being. One thing that struck me as um, kind of funny is during the scene when 
Duck was giving his recap of everything so far. Griffin made a joke about Duck calling Janelle Dumbledore. Yes. I I hadn't... I guess that means Griffin thinks of her as kind of a Dumbledore figure, which I find very interesting because I hadn't made any connection like that yet, at, like up till this point. But I guess she is kind of like magical teacher, mentor to Aubrey... I was magic thinking, girl. I was thinking McGonagall more than anything else, but yeah, is that just like the gender difference? Um, I, I was thinking more because Dumbledore to Harry was more like a, like a, a mentor kind of like a I don't want to drink the water, Harry. Like it was like their relationship was a bit different. Yeah. Um, and so like if if we're making if we want to make a joke of, um, Aubrey's magic teacher, I would have thought of McGonagall because McGonagall actually taught Harry. Like, um, divin- not well, divination, uh, trans transmography or something. Yeah, transfiguration. There we go. Thank you. Well, now that I'm thinking about this connection, another thing that Dumbledore and Janelle might have in common is having a kind of do-whatever-it-takes attitude. Yeah, yeah. Like, Dumbledore definitely, like, had questionable methods. Like, I... I love Dumbledore very much, yes. but he also like had did a lot of things where it was like this is going to it's like the ends justified the means for him, and that yeah. seems to be true of Janelle also. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just thought it was really interesting that Griffin made that joke because it kind of like speaks to how he sees this character. I think. Yeah. Or or, I'm or maybe Janelle is also just really old, like Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps I don't even know what Janelle looks like. What is Janelle? Uh. Well, now in my head, now she just looks like Dumbledore. So. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, when I imagine um, Alexandria, too, I just imagine a teenage human. I did, too. Um, you know what I actually um, envisioned her as? And yeah. This is going to be kind of a strange pull. Um, but did you ever watch Cardcaptor Sakura, the second movie? with? Um, no. That's It's such a specific pull. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll just I'll pull up a picture. Because she reminds me of um, a card that they faced off with in that, in that movie. Oh, that's fun. Yeah called the void and the the whole point of that movie is that uh the void just creates void and like erases things from creation Mm -hmm. which is very scary so um wait but does this have anything to do with a person um it's uh, it's personified in the card oh okay yeah do we know what happened to alexandria i don't think so as far as i know she's still just like in the capital I hope they run into her. And yeah. I really hope they recruit Stern while they're breaking into the base. I want that to happen oh so God. bad. It seems like it's a possibility. I would love that. I want it so bad. Um, The way that they were talking about Agent Stern and how he's like, they took his case and he's kind of locked out of. Yeah. Like, um, I've been, I was watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And so uh-huh. like, I get it. Like when, when <laughs> like a higher power comes up and like usurps your case. Yeah, um, it's it doesn't feel good, man. And you still want to watch that it. show, huh? You should really watch that show. <laughs> um, at the beginning of this episode, um, and actually a little bit from last episode, I mentioned that I wish that they had sh- like mourned a little bit more about Ned, because it kind of feels like they didn't, or you know, they probably did, but we just didn't get to see it. And yeah. so, if they don't do it, we don't do it. So, um, but I like that Justin. Like, Duck said that thing about, like, you know who would have been the perfect man for this job? Yeah. Like, referencing Ned. I thought that was very sweet. Justin is so good at roleplay. Fuck me. He's so good. Um, I think so his, good. his words were, 
um, you know, someone could have been really good at, you know, if we, oh, at this, now we have to get past all these big federal people. Uh, yeah. Someone would have been really good for this job. And he didn't actually specify a gender. So part of me at first was like, mama? But then I was like, oh, he oh. probably needs Ned. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure he meant Ned. I mean, yeah. he's probably just like, he doesn't want, like, the wound is still raw. So he's, yeah. like, hesitant to say his name. But, like. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that they showed, what's his face? I wanted to call him Kylo. It's not his name. Kirby. I think, yeah, I guess Kirby's in on it now. They had to fill him in because they're housing people at the Kirtanamica. Yeah. And where the heck is Billy? I don't know. Well, Indra just showed up. Yeah. Was, it, was Billy with Indra? I don't know. Yeah, Billy Billy is obviously important and is obviously going to make an appearance. Yeah. I, well, I think because it's been set up for that. Didn't didn't we send off one of the goat men off a really far away? Wait, why does that sound familiar? Did that no, actually I, happen? I do think, like, okay, so I think Billy either stayed at Amnesty. I think Billy stayed at Amnesty, but he was I think... He supposed to. One or the other, one or both of the other goat men did go with Indrid. Yes. I think that did happen. Yes. So I wonder, uh, hopefully, we get our goat people back. Yeah, me too. And that's the end of my notes. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> um, Indrid coming back is, I think, very exciting because now yeah. um, they're going to have, now they can like reasonably prepare for, well, what are we going to do? Because yeah. Indrid can better guide them. Not that yeah, he... they've got the intel. Yeah, the intel from Indrid. <laughs> uh, hey, Rach, where can people find us? If you want to get in contact with us, you can... Sorry. <laughs> Did you burp? <laughs> <laughs> you can send us an email at taztalkpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Tumblr at taztalk.tumblr.com. Or you can look us up on iTunes as taztalkpodcast. Um, you can also tweet at us. We are on Twitter. We are at Taz Talk Podcast. All right. I'm really excited for their Sylvain reconnaissance. I think this is what needed to happen. They needed to get into Sylvain and explore it more and establish yes, it more yes, as yes. like a fleshed out place. So I think this is going to be really cool. Um, I'm excited for our questions to get answered in the next. I want to say like, oh, it's only in the next like couple episodes, but that's going to take like two months to get through at least so <laughs> it said, won't happen that fast but when i said i wanted my goat people back i meant vincent and the one that went with indrid and oh also God, yeah, billy vincent. i want all my goat people back so okay. hopefully let's get them all back together yeah i want i want vincent and billy to meet i think that would be i want them to meet too that'd be great <laughs> all right all right i'm really excited to see where this goes uh lots of good talk stuff to you next time everyone bye bye